Hey everyone, welcome to Gen Z's Digital Decalogue. I'm your host, Shivani, and today we are joined with a special guest, Adam Novak. Adam is a junior at the University of Southern California, studying computer science and Korean studies. He is the president and co-founder of Shift SC, a student-led platform at USC for human-centered and socially responsible technology. He's doing research on web platforms and misinformation with the Korean Studies Institute. Fun fact, Novak has had the opportunity to spend his last summer at a Vipassana meditation center. Thank you so much for being here, Adam. Just to kick things off here, I'd love it if you could explain to our audience here today what exactly Shift SC is. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much again, Shivani, for bringing me out today. Excited to be here. Um, so Shift SC, like you mentioned, we are the um, student-led platform at USC in the University of Southern California for human-centered and socially responsible technology. So we're really trying. We're really trying to be a space for students to um, go to to you know form friendships and relationships with people who care about uh, you know the social implications of, t- of technology um, to then act on that and also create you know opportunities create events on campus for others to also get involved with those same issues so what we do is we have like an internal community of like 20 to 30 uh students right now we have uh roughly 30 that are all working together to put on these initiatives on campus and each initiative is targeted towards um you know creating opportunities for students on campus to get involved with these issues of like how is technology affecting us and what can we do to shape it in a better direction so this semester our initiatives are fourfold first we have the um tech for good student symposium which is coming up in uh just under 2 weeks that's a that's going to be a big event at USC's biggest auditorium Bovard auditorium for all, all students who are working on um, cool projects with technology and um, social good, as well as those who have ideas uh, and who want to give some sort of like tech talk on like social responsibility, human-centered tech to present at this, um, this symposium and for students to sort of get inspired by the cool work that's going on. We are also doing um, digital well-being workshops so we put on several of those last semester and this semester. We have one more coming up um, later this semester where uh, students can come out and have an hour-long, you know, fruitful, engaging reflection and discussion on how uh, like we use our devices and how that usage um, affects us. We also have an AI ethics curriculum, uh, student-led curriculum, that is, that we're developing in partnership with um some Viterbi professors and hope to launch um, down the road. And then lastly, we have uh, the STS lab, the science, technology, and uh, society lab that's producing an index report on student social media usage at USC. So those are our four initiatives right now, and we, we hope to expand on those down the road and really just be the, the, the place at USC uh, for students to come together, um, form friendships, and create opportunities uh, around these issues. 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. I think that's incredible. Like that sort of fourfold plan that you have and all those opportunities that you provide for your um, members. And you mentioned the symposium. and I'd love to sort of touch on that. Um, for those of you who don't know, that is on Tuesday, April 26th from 6 to 10 p.m. at the Bovard Auditorium. And as Adam mentioned, you know, it's a really cool opportunity. And I think for design teams and people to sort of come together, you mentioned um, tech talks. I'd love to hear more about what those are. Yeah, yeah. Tech talks have been, have been, are going to be really interesting. They're like, obviously they sound like TED talks, right? Except that they're themed around um, technology and the issue of, you know, social responsibility, human centeredness, how we can shape technology in a better direction. So there's lots of students who have just like great ideas um, worthy of like giving a TED talk but don't necessarily have like the access or platform of like TED to, to give it. And we thought, you know, why don't we give these students the opportunity to share some of their ideas? So, um, we have uh, students talking more about like accessibility, um, of technology. Uh, we have students talking about like social media in particular, um, the way certain like apps are structured. So the, the gamut is, is pretty wide. Um, but we're we're really excited to to have these students come and talk. Some of them have even talked given talks at um, you know the United Nations before or other TED events. So it's going to be a really uh, fantastic time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. Um, I love how all of your programs sort of touched upon like a, the wide variety of what the digital well-being movement is. Sort of the tech for good side of it. Sort of. Um, also looking at the negative components of it. And so I'd love to ask you, what do you think constitutes tech for good today? And why is it so important for us to look at? That's a great question, because obviously the term tech for good gets used a lot nowadays. Um, Even the terms like social change or social, social impact, they get thrown around and it's sort of hard to like know you know, what it really means. And um, when, how, how we look at it is that we, so we use, we use tech for good in the student symposium to keep it broad and like keep um, the theme open to as many, you know, topics related to like technology and some, and like society and, and a better direction. Right. But I think more specifically, there's like two sort of components of, of that term. First, there's like the creating technology which 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 can solve a social problem or create more social goods so that means people who are like so for example um a deep mind is one of the the project teams presenting at the tech for good symposium and they've created a um, device and some software that can be used to like actually help improve mental health so that's a great example of like literally having a piece of technology that that makes you that like creates some sort of good. Then there's the flip side, component number two, which is given that there already is lots of technology out there, how do we make sure that it's being you know shifted in a socially responsible and human-centered direction? So that's a little bit more of like looking at the negative consequences of existing tech and saying, you know, how can we create policy? Um, how can we create awareness um, to, you know, to make sure this technology is, is um, like best for, for humans and our, our well-being. 
Right. I mean, I think that's really cool, especially that platform that you've created for people to sort of come in there into the symposium and present their ideas and share their designs. I think that's a really, really cool event. And if I was in California, I would totally love to stop by. But yeah, I mean, I think that that opportunity for people to sort of think about tech in that way. I think we often we take these big, big tech conglomerates and we sort of do this big insight into, okay, here is X, Y, and Z wrong with our algorithm. And we have this entire, I guess, we have this outlook to it where we're trying to correct what's already there. And I love the idea of innovating in a sense of in order to correct some of these issues that we see by creating some new platforms or creating these new designs that can solve the problem in a more concrete way, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, so kind of relating to that, what really motivated you to develop Shift FC? Yeah, Shivana, that's a great question. You know, in line with what you were just talking about with um, the, you know, those conversations you're having at, at LookUp, looking at, you know, how these algorithms can be redesigned. Um, you know, a big inspiration for Shift SC was that for myself, like I wanted to have a lot of these same conversations uh, on campus. And it felt like they were all sort of siloed towards just like individual one-on-one convos with my friends. So I would occasionally find like a friend in like the CS department or even just generally at USC who would want to get, engage in these issues. But there was no, it felt like place on campus that was like designed for this. And there were some orgs, student orgs that had, I think, elements of that within them um, here at USC. But in general, like a lot of student orgs are like pretty competitive and hard to get into, right? And so if you're not one of the few that they select, um, you know, they those those conversations are just internal. So I was thinking, why don't we, number one, create a student org centered around these issues, you know, looking at how technology affects society, how we can steer it in a better direction. But then two, have the student org be aimed at, uh, you know, getting all students engaged with these issues. So providing opportunities for discussion, for action, reflection um, for anyone, not just those who are coming in the club. So I had, I had this sort of like on my, on my, in my thoughts for a while. And it was, you know, like you mentioned last year during the summer, I was living at a Vipassana meditation center and uh, living there uh, while sitting several of these 10 day, silent meditation courses, and then also serving several of them too. And a lot of just like deep uh, meditation over days and days and weeks and weeks, this really uh, sort of compelled me to want to act on this, these thoughts and this desire to like create a student organ around these issues. I was like, you know what, my expertise, my background is in this area of tech. And this is, to me, seems like the perfect place to sort of create um, positive change in a small and whatever small way I can. Um, and from there, the last year in the fall, coming back from COVID into in-person classes, uh, myself and my um, partner, John, oh, we came into USC and um, you know wanted to start up Shift SC. And a year later, here we are. And it's been really a fantastic journey. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. I think I actually, I totally see what you're saying when you talked about how, you know, those conversations that you're having were more one-on-one. 
And I feel like it was for me, especially I'm a senior in high school right now. And so this was a very niche topic of discussion, if you will. And so that was sort of why I sought out the Center for Humane Technology lookup. And that's kind of where I sort of found my people, if you will, to really discuss this with. And recently, um, I have been speaking at different schools and conferences, um, HOSA, FBLA, uh, Featured Business Leaders in America, some of these healthcare organizations to touch upon different components of it. The healthcare side of it as in mental health, the tech side and business side of it as in, you know, looking at those revenue models. And so for me, I totally, totally love what you're doing with creating that community for people who have that interest to really come together. And I would Absolutely. love yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's really, you know, on that, on that note too, it's like, um, mm-hmm. Totally felt that here at USC, like you said, where like um, you know, people, it seems like, you know, once you put it out there and you're like, hey, you know, we're here to talk about these issues, like people are interested and they just like have been waiting for some sort of space to pop up. So it's been really cool to bring all these um, students together on campus and everyone's just like, yeah, like, you know, it's so, so grateful to have um, this kind of space, you know, and it's just more and more spaces that we can create to reflect and talk and think seriously about um, how we can reshape technology, the better, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And you mentioned that you guys created it in fall of 2021, right? Right. And so since fall 2021, how have you seen Shift SC evolve? Yeah, good question. So in fall, at first, it was just John and I, um, you know, we recruiting our first little core team we uh it was just we were at this involvement fair had this really like janky trifold that we made with like markers and pencils and actually we were just having a little um shift se picnic last night and jenny was was laughing about how she thought it was just like kind of funny when she first saw it but she still uh, was interested and um over the you know after bringing in a great great um uh eboard team we worked the whole fall to just sort of like get ideas of like solidify what exactly the initiatives you wanted to run were to sort of um, bond together to create a process for recruitment, for finance. And then throughout all that semester, you know, finishing up that coming into the spring, we uh, brought in our first like full cohort. So we had um, 20 additional students come in. Each of them uh, were on a one of the particular teams in Shift SC. So like on an initiative team, or on the comms team or core team and all working together towards this common goal of creating opportunities um, for engagement with these issues of society and technology at USC. And so what we do now is we have a weekly, a weekly GM meeting where we have internal workshops for um, where each time an e-board will e-boarder, sorry, will lead a internal discussion on some um, ethical or societal issue of technology. And then we follow that up with, of course, org updates and then uh, breakout sessions where we all can be in the same space working together and collaborating on whatever, you know, initiatives and, 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 um, things that we're, that we are working on. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool to see how you guys have grown so much since fall 2021. I mean, it's kind of been like two semesters and you guys have really sort of built something up for yourselves, which is really, really cool. Um, Absolutely. Sort of it, it, uh, it definitely you know, it takes a, it's, it's been a lot of work behind the scenes. It's one thing I, <laughs> yeah, sure. I can say that I did not expect is, um, and I'm sure, you know, yourself and anyone else who's, who's really like, um, started something up from the ground up, 
it's it, like there's a lot of work that goes into it that you didn't expect at first, but it is it's so meaningful and worth it at the end when you see everyone coming together and when you see these um the events being put on and especially you know not just like just remember students within the org but when we put on like these digital well-being workshops and then this upcoming student symposium you have people that are saying oh like oh this is so great i love that this this now exists on campus like i hope to keep getting involved down the road it's just super inspiring to know that um you know people people care yeah, I mean, that's really cool. And kind of related to that, what sort of, um, I guess, people do you guys really attract? So I feel like there's sort of this reputation that, hey, if you're looking at tech for good, or if you're looking at this, you have to be a CS student, or you have to be you know, really involved within the sphere of like the tech industry. And so from what I've seen, there's a big diverse group of people that really end up coming out here and getting involved in some of these things. So how have you seen um, a group of diverse people Sorry, come I think, together? I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's on my side, but I think you've cut out Shivani. Perhaps I cut. Oh, my bad. Oh, hey, we're we're back now. We're back. Okay, awesome. I will totally repeat my question. Perfect. Um, so what I was talking about was sort of how there is this sort of reputation behind ethical tech as and digital well-being as sort of a niche that it's really relevant to mainly you know CS students or people within the tech industry. Um, how have you seen your participants really come from different areas? Because from what I've seen, there are a lot of people from various industries who seem to have this vested interest in this particular niche. So regarding your participants, what have you seen in that sense? That's a great question. One thing that we really like pride ourselves on in SHIFT-SC is our like diversity of background, um, especially in terms of like academic intellectual background. So only about like 50% of our students are engineering or right, like typical computer science students. And the rest are, we've got students from the design school, from um, like what's studying economics, studying business, um, studying philosophy. And that diversity of background has really made for um, more interesting discussions and steers it away from that, that typical, the problem of having just only like, you know, a bunch of like CS students talking about how they're going to like, how they want to like build the next app, right? So I think having that academic diversity is really important and special. And we, we've seen that from firsthand experience, um, as well as say like, e- even for those of us who are, you know, more of the engineering side, like for myself, I'm a computer science student and I, I like to, to build things too. It's sort of like like the terminology I actually heard um, Tristan Harris use in one of his podcasts was um, doubt club. So him and Azar Askin, they as they were like building the startup, or their, each of their own startups, they created this like doubt club between them and their friends because they didn't have any place they felt like they could go to to talk about their concerns of like, wait, like what are the actual effects of what I'm making on people? Like we're talking, we're like pitching to these investors. We're trying to like sell our product like so badly, but then we're like, wait, like I, I'm not sure if, you know, these metrics, if, um, are, are aligned with what's best for people. And so it's a, it's a place for, for people who are building tech to also come back and, and like really reflect on what they're doing and how it's affecting people. And I think that's exactly what Shift SC is too, uh, for those who are technologists. So there's, it's for technologists to come in and reflect on what they're building. And then it's for, the, you know, not people who aren't full on technologists to come in and get a contribute to the conversation, get a picture of, of what, uh, tech is, is, 
how tech is unfolding and what it's doing uh, nowadays. And I think that lastly, that we've what's some, something that's special at Shift SC two is that we've created a a community with values sort of around like intentionality and caringness. So we have people who are just really like kind and caring um, people in the org, and I think that that has been a really uh, great thing too. It sort of like goes in line with this uh, idea of, you know, having empathy for people who um, you might not see in your day-to-day life who are affected by the tech that you, that you build. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's incredible how you've able to sort of build that community and you guys sort of come together. Um, I guess that kind of brings me to my next question. What brought you personally into this sort of niche of ethical technology or even into the field of computer science in general? That's a great question. Um, in terms of, you know, CS, I just kind of jumped into it after graduating high school and going into college. That was sort of what everyone was doing. And I was good at math and like to build things. So it seemed like it was a good fit. And I think it was, it was after my freshman year, I decided to take a gap year and I went to go live and travel throughout East and Southeast Asia. So I lived in Korea on, um, in host, with host families on farms for uh, quite a while, for months and months. And then I went to other parts of Southeast Asia, like uh, Malaysia and the Philippines. And I guess traveling there was when I was first um, really kind of like taken aback by how really like ubiquitous um, like computing technologies are, especially like handheld devices, like going to these, these communities deep in um, like, like uh like three hours away from manila in the philippines and they were you know um by typical standards um like you know materially like more impoverished and um, not having a lot but there was still number one there was still a lot of like iphones and 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 just phones and androids phones in general out there and then two i found it so interesting that there was these like these advertisements for like Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram um, on these little like pamphlets all the way out in like deep into these in these like like far away from the city. And I was just like, how right. how are these like social media companies like like um, you know like control and influence like this like widespread? And it just really got me thinking over the time. And then also I would say I'm sitting at um, like sitting a lot of uh, vipassana meditation. Um, sitting my first course, which was in the Philippines uh, on that on that trip, and then later living at the center in uh, Delaware last summer, I um, started to think a lot about how technology affects our attention and concentration, our ability to focus. You know, you have um, apps like TikTok, like Snapchat, that especially uh, the youth use, and I just it's like you you go to sit down. And your friends are like on their phone and, um, you know, you can't even like, like, like focus for more than 15 or 20 seconds without going to like open up Snapchat and reach for it. And myself, I've like been through that too, where I can't like learn anything and focus at all because of this, um, you know, really um, just enticing tech. And then I've been at the other end where I've like come out from like 10 days of silence and meditation feeling totally like restored and being like, I don't want to touch my phone at all. And feeling even kind of weird when I went back to use my phone after not using it for 10 days straight. So I think all of those experiences have led me to, to, to just think more about, um, you know, 
how, whether it's with our, our individual, like our personal devices and how our usage of that affects our psychology to the broader, like global impacts of, um, um, big tech. And, um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's influence in the world. I think there's, there's so much to explore there that isn't, isn't really looked at. And especially in universities where, you know, students are all sort of funneled in, it feels like to the corporate, uh, sort of like competition ladder the funnel and mm-hmm. no one's really thinking about number one like the awareness and trying to you know, especially with like education and youth uh like these through these digital well-being workshops that we're putting on to help people learn more about how to use um tech um well and effectively to the governance of where policy can be created can be created towards just like more intentional design from um the ones people who are you know creating these um, applications. I think that's awesome. I think your experiences are really, really fascinating and how that sort of helped shape your perspective on this. I feel, honestly, I'm just comparing that to to my perspective around this. And as Mm -hmm. like a senior in high school, for me, it was really just what I saw around me with like how we interacted with one another. And it was was not necessarily very profound. It was very much just, oh my God, we're always on our phones. I looked at my my family, my my friends, and it was like, what are we doing at this point? And so for me, it was just kind of like, it hit me like a truck because I'm kind of, so my name is Shivani and sometimes my friends will call me Shivanti because it's very much an auntie thing that I do by not responding. Like I, I am so bad with social media, like so bad. And so for me, it was just like, everyone was into it and I was not. And I was wondering like, okay. And then I got into it. I got the app. I started interacting with all mm. of these platforms. And mm-hmm. then I started really getting into it and I, I could feel the difference in my in my lifestyle versus, you know, the comparison culture, how we were hooked into it and we just kept going. And so that for me, that stark contrast from being in it, completely in it, and then completely out of it, it just was it's a big difference for me, which I thought was fascinating. But yeah, I think it's really cool that you had the opportunity to head to a Vipassana Meditation Center and you were able to sort of complete... I have tried meditating and I'm telling you, it is hard. It is... I cannot, for the life of me, stop thinking about something while I'm trying to do it. It is so hard. And you know what? I did not really meditate before my first uh, like 10-day Vipassana meditation course, just sort of like jumped into it. And then through that, through going to like the very depths of concentration and meditation, then I was able to come back and like, oh, okay, now I have a better grasp of this. So like, I totally, totally feel you on that. Definitely uh, if you ever have uh, 10 days free, check out one of those <laughs> courses. They're great. Yeah. I mean, that sounds really cool. Um, I guess I'd love to sort of wrap up by asking you what your hopes and goals are for Shift SC in terms of your growth from here on. So here on out, we hope to, honestly, if we could just continue doing what we've done this semester, I think that's um, like a huge success. You know, we we would like to expand as an org and bring in more students. Although, first and foremost, we want to make sure that each uh, shifty, that shifties are what we call like the new members in shift, that they each are, have a way to meaningfully contribute to the org so we want to make sure that those who are you know you know joining that they can do something and be involved somehow um, towards our mission Um, but we want to have an an additional move move from four initiatives to five initiatives next semester we're looking at adding a um, tech for good or public interest technology career fair 
So not just a career fair centered around like, you know, the big fang, Facebook, Apple, whatever tech companies, but Mm -hmm. um, the, all the other, not just like tech companies that are again, like the companies that are creating tech towards social good, but also the ones that are trying to, uh, you know, solve and approach this tackle, this issue of, um, technology and its negative consequences. We also hope to expand our digital well-being workshops into nearby grade schools. So we were limited this semester because of COVID and the restrictions, but once those lift up, we think that it's really important to take this curriculum that we've developed into uh, you know local schools that are right nearby here in Los Angeles. There's a lot right. of uh, programs at USC that work with lo- local schools, and we would like to partner um, with one of them, like JEP. For example, joint education project uh, with the curriculum. We hope to get that uh, soon integrated as a as some sort of uh, either course or modules within an existing course at USC. That process just always takes a while, so we're not um, too hopeful there um, in terms of like it happening like next semester necessarily. But yeah, just just to create create a place where more and more students can um, you know have the opportunity to and get involved with these ideas and then let that be sort of a inspiration in their own careers moving forward. Uh, if we could just do that, I think that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I also love how you call your members shifties that we said. Yeah. Shifties like shift with like an IE at the end. Right. That reminds little, me of like the little babies. Uh, Swifties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, full circle. Right. I was, I was just thinking, um, I was thinking like 22 today because my my friend um she's turning 22 this upcoming Friday so uh, oh cool, yeah, cool. plenty of uh of T <laughs> Swift nowadays yeah cool awesome well thank you so much Adam for coming over here and talking to us on our podcast do you have any sort of last minute remarks that you want to make anything else you would like to add uh, not really no it's been a really wonderful okay. interview Shivani and, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. And thank you so much to all of our listeners. We are getting started on a big round tour of all of LookUp's Social Innovators cohort this year. And so be on the lookout for upcoming episodes where we feature more of these incredible innovators like Adam himself and their organizations. Thank you and bye-bye.